Hey there, and welcome back to Possum Music, a podcast by music fans for music fans. We're your host, Matt Jeff, a father-son music-loving duo. Today's episode is going to be a little bit of a different one. We've been off for two weeks again, you know, sorry about the inconsistency there, but we've had yeah. some busy things happen and things. Well, we let gone. people do other things with their lives instead of listening to us. Yeah, that's true. We don't want to bog up your guys' mm. time all the time, mm. so. Right. We're so actually we be a little bit of a break once in a while. So yeah, we're being really our... nice to you guys. Yeah, <laughs> we did that on purpose. But yeah, there you go. That's it. We're doing anyway, this on purpose. <laughs> anyways, these last three weeks we got a bunch of new releases. I know Jeff has eight, and I have six. So that's going to be the main focus of this podcast today. Oh, you know, I probably should have everything ready to go, which I don't have, huh? Yeah, you know, that might be a good you know, thing to have. I'm kind, of, I'm kind of going back to my olden days where I didn't have anything ready to go. And we start the meeting and like, oh, yeah, I forgot. I got oh, to get everything. Oh, I got to do this and go. I got to do this and I got to yeah, connect yeah. my speaker. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. See, you know, hey, at least we haven't had too many technical difficulties in the past couple of months. We've actually no, been pretty, doing pretty, pretty good soon. We'll bring back the what's, what's that guy's name? Bon Iver. Bon Iver. Bon Iver. Bon Iver. Bonnie Bear, baby. <laughs> I might just have to give you a third Bonnie Bear album. There you go. You could do that. I've already given you two. So we'll really? See. Oh, well. Sorry. I did. I gave you 22 a million and for Emma forever ago, I believe. All right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember. That's I okay. I, I trust you. <laughs> yeah. We're going to start things off this week, changing it up a little different because the albums that came out are a big focus for today. We're going to talk yeah, about we, the albums. We've had a few brought. new releases in the past three weeks, so. Yeah, we'll, we'll, so we'll start differently this week. So you gave me something that was interesting, I will say the least. Well, um, let's let's call it interesting because it kind of took off from our conversation three weeks ago. Yep. When I gave the you and the boys slipknot. Yep. And I wanted to focus more on Corey Taylor and his voice. So his alter ego is Stone Sour. Yeah, and you can hear the Slipknot influence a lot. You think? Uh, just slightly. We didn't until you hear some of the tidbits about this that I kind of dug up about Stone Sour. So the album okay. is actually Come Whatever May. Yep. Uh, was released in 2006. Okay. Uh, Stone, Stone Sour actually released their debut album in 2002. Which is funny thing is a stone sour formed in Des Moines, Iowa, just like Slipknot did. Imagine that. Wow. Uh, with K Corey Taylor. But Stone Sour actually formed three years before Slipknot. So, so this was his first, was first band. What? Yep. So so yep. So Stone Sour formed in 1992. Slipknot was 95. Really? Now this band broke up in 97, only to return in 2000. And now they've put out a few albums since 2002. Hmm. But yeah, that, that, was, uh, I, that was something I didn't know. So this album that I gave you was their second album. Yep. Uh, arguably um, their best, best album. Based well, on there's a good, couple good songs on the first album too. So um, I think I have the first two on vinyl. Uh, but this album kind of shows Corey Taylor's vocal range more so than his screaming range. Although it has yeah. a little bit of both. But it's got a little bit more of Corey Taylor in the vocal range versus screaming range. Yeah. It also has one of my favorite, I would say top 100 songs, maybe even top 50 songs on this album. What, Through Glass? Through Glass, yep. That's fair. Um, it's a but, very good song. 
Yep. And then there's still the world is kind of fun and made of scars is, is kind of fun too. But I really wanted you to get an idea of what Corey Taylor could do outside of screaming. Which, which is really interesting because you hear these somber, almost ballad-like songs from Stone Sour and Corey Taylor here. And you get like through glass where it has kind of a combination of both that succeeds very well. Right. But I think that Corey Taylor's vocal range is absolutely nuts. This man it's can crazy. sing. He can hit the low notes. He can hit the high notes. He can do everything. It is so utterly impressive what he can do. So I'm going to put him in the range of a Robert Plant. I'm going to put him in the range of a Chris Cornell. I'm yeah. going to put him uh, up there with some of the better vocalists that we've had. Um, I, I just think his range is great. You can put him up there with James Elford. Uh, from Judas Priest. You can put him up with Bruce Dickinson from Iron Maiden. I mean, the list yeah. can go on and on, but those guys have ranges and they yeah. sound great, whether they're singing or they're screaming. They that can sound true. good. That is very true. Well, and it's kind of hard to be able to sing and scream. Yeah, it, it, that's just got to do so much damage on your voice and Corey oh, Taylor is sure. still succeeding. Yeah, and for how levels. many more years? Who knows? We'll see. You don't really know, but I mean, you look at it like, uh, I mean, we this is kind of recency bias, but we went to go see the Rolling Stones last weekend. Right, look at Mick Jagger. Talk about that too. Mick Jagger's voice sound fantastic still. And that dude was running. On he stage. was running on he stage. He was sprinting at seventy-eight years old. He could still sprint faster than I can get my fat ass moving. I. Jesus. We might just need to save this for the end, but I want to talk about that a little bit because that yeah, was a that. fantastic concert. Yeah, it was fun. But. I mean, I liked uh, 303150 as well as a great mm-hmm. opening track to the album. I think that really held on surprisingly well. Um, mm-hmm. But unfortunately, I think, yeah, his vocals are great, but I don't know if this album is just in a nutshell good. Well, I like it, but that's. It's, I mean, it's good. There's good songs on it. Don't get me wrong. Like Through right. Glass there's not, is There's not fantastic. a whole lot of studs, but there's not a whole lot of ones that are. Like, they don't oh stand God. out. Right. They all they're all good together. They're all good. It's all, it's just a good overall album for uh stone sour. So yeah, it just, it's, it's unfortunate because it, it kind of meshes together and you're just like, bit. Oh, you're just left wanting more of songs that stand out because the songs that stand out are fantastic. But when they mesh together, you're like, okay, that was a good song, but I want more, you know? Well, on the anniversary album, I believe that's when I bought the 10th anniversary. That is a big album. It is a very big album, but there's some really cool live songs and acoustic songs. Let's see, I'm gonna Wicked Game or whatever is yep. the big one. Yep. I mean, that was kind of one of the reasons I like that one. Um, I'm gonna pull it up here. So the so that would have been the uh see, I've heard Wicked Game acoustic before. Well, Wicked Game is actually Chris Isaac, which is another one of my favorite songs um i'm guessing it's going to be this one yep there's the 10th anniversary edition so this one comes with uh, through glass acoustic live wicked game acoustic live wild horses which is a uh god i can't remember that gal's name uh, i know i'll look it up yep so they've they've got a couple extra bonus songs on there um uh rolling stones oh really they did wild horses i thought there was another uh, gal that maybe she did it as a cover the Sundays, maybe. Wild horse. So now there was some weird late chicken like uh, the- Natasha Bedingfield. Maybe that was it. 
Yeah, she. I think she, she did, did a unwritten. Really good rendition of it. Yeah, she did unwritten. Oh yeah, so yeah, with Wild Horses and the Stones. Huh. Yeah, it's a Stones song. So, Alicia Keys even did it. So I mean, there's a bunch of artists that have done that song. Okay, you're telling me that you're looking at them, and you didn't look at the song number eight. Who that's by? Huh? You went Alicia Keys, and then you skipped over number eight. Oh, I didn't. No, I didn't. I was just looking at different ones. I didn't look at oh a list because there is a. Uh, a band by the name of the Flying Burrito Brothers. That's from 1970. This is a nice. 70s and 60s band that named themselves the Flying Burrito Brothers. Awesome. Well, okay, so what year was Wild Horses done by the Stones? Like 66? Uh, well, it's on their Hot Rocks album and Sticky Fingers. So 71. Okay, so I do have Hot Rocks, which is their best of. Okay. But but, um, but it's on Sticky Fingers. That would make sense. So then my curious question is, I don't know if the Stones are the first one. I don't know either. Because Burrito Deluxe did a song called Wild Horses in 70. Sorry, I kicked the dog out. <laughs> You're fine. Okay, so they did it in 70. I think, I think the original band is the Flying Burrito Brothers. You're kidding. I'm not shitting you. <laughs> that was in 1970, and the Stones did it in 71. Okay, so maybe it maybe it's a different <laughs> song. Are you sure? Maybe. I no. So I now look, we, okay. I now I'm gonna look. look it up. Okay, wait a second. We're gonna play it. Let's see. What is it? The Flying Burrito Brothers. The Flying Burrito Brothers. Okay, there's gotta be something on here. Well, it says the Rolling oh God, Stones the are the Flying Burrito Brothers. Says the Rolling Stones are the original people. Really. Yeah, on Google at least. Okay, so here's Wild Horses with the Flying Burrito Brothers. Okay. Wild horses couldn't drag me away. Wild, wild horses couldn't drag me interesting so okay so so they're saying that the wild okay so wild horses is a song by the rolling stones and it's but, originally by the rolling stones as well is what google is saying at least okay so yeah because also wikipedia says it too which you know you can take or leave that but so when i wonder when this one got released so this this got released in 1970 so I wonder if they sold the song and then recorded it themselves. Maybe. Maybe. That's that's got it. That's gonna okay. That's something we can look up later. But that's kind of cool. I mean, okay. So let's see. Originally recorded over a three day period at Muscle Shoals Sound Studio in Alabama during. Well, it was re, it was recorded by them in 1969. So the so Stones, Stones recorded in 69. Oh, okay. But released in 71. But released in 71. Interesting. So, so it is a Stones song, but the Real Brothers were right behind them. It's one of two Rolling Stone competitions from Sticky Fingers. Some, oh, there's a different company that owns them. ABKCO. Okay. Records owns the rights along with the Stones. 
So it's that song and Brown Sugar is that that record company owns the rights along with the Rolling Stones. Huh. Interesting. That is very, very interesting. We kind of stumbled onto something here. Yeah, we really did. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. See, it's always kind of fun how these things kind of tie. They always got some kind of tie back to something else, but mm-hmm. yeah. Huh. That's nuts. And uh, Jagger's ex-wife, Jerry Hall, which he was famously married to for many, many years, yep. named Wild Horses as her favorite Rolling Stones song. Really? Wow. They didn't, they didn't play that, did they? No, they did not. Okay. I didn't think so. All right. Anyway, so, but anyway, so, all right. So you, you, you <laughs> think it's ho-hum, but yeah, there's more to that album. But yeah, that's, that's kind of where we're at on that one. Yeah. Didn't mind it. I think the, I think Stone Sour is all right. You know. It's different. It's not Slipknot, and that's what it is doing. not Slipknot. It's softer, but there's mm-hmm. also there is times where they can go heavy metal, which oh, is yeah. cool. Which I think is kind of funny because they both came out of Des Moines, Iowa, both in the early '90s, early I mean, to mid '90s. Yeah, which I think is interesting because what other bands have you ever heard of that came out of Des Moines? I don't even know if I could name you a band that came out of Iowa. Exactly. Like serious. Uh, it's All impressive. Right that's what i'm saying i, I don't i mean what, what did they find the 10 best guys in iowa and put a band <laughs> to band together or what i think so like they All had right. to you're from iowa we're sorry but you know <laughs> i was kind of weird as the ugliest state too just uh just to shout out iowa <laughs> <laughs> sorry iowa that's all right we can we can we can deal with it so yeah. iowa i'm sure they've heard worse i gave this a five out of ten i think it's very in the middle I wasn't expecting you to give it a high ranking. I just wanted more or less to see, you could see a different side. And so I think the next couple of times I have a couple different, um, I'm going to get you into some, a little bit more of a um, obscure rock. And we're going to look at, we're going to look at tool and a perfect circle. Okay. I've heard of kind of the same, kind of the same thing about the lead singer, Maynard Keenard. He runs both tool and a perfect circle. Maynard Keenard. I think that's the name. Hang on. Why? What parent wants to name their kid Maynard Keenard? I don't know. You tell me. You're going to be a parent. That is true. But why Maynard <laughs> Keenard? That's such an ugly name. Right. Well, I mean, for, yeah, right. For Tool. Hang on. Okay. Lead singer for Tool is Keenan. Maynard James Keenan. Oh, Keenan. Keenan. Okay. So that's a little bit better. Not much. Not much. First name is still Maynard. Yep. Maynard James Keenan. Maynard's. So. Say big money at Maynard. No, not Maynard's. <laughs> Menard's. Menard's, sorry. <laughs> We're close. We're close. There you go. There you go. Uh, I mean, I, I, I would like <laughs> to know more about this guy. I, I saw them early on in the Tool days before Tool got really, really popular. Okay. I saw them on one of their first tours. And the dude never came front and center of the, of the concert. He always was on the side of the stage singing. Really? Never was ever up front. Never, never. one of the limelight. Never came up front. Never sat in the middle. Never came up front. Sat on the side of the drum kit and sang from there. Huh. It was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. That's very weird. Cool concert. Very, very weird. weird. All right. So we'll move on to yours because I was just kind of giving you a heads up of what you got coming. I'm okay with that. But All right, so I you gave, gave me you, a, a pretty decent album, actually. I gave you arguably one of the better one album wonders of the 2010s. 
Fair enough. Um, because you can't call them one-hit wonders because they have at least two or three songs that were massive. They have three. And this is this is the band Fun. Yep. So this is uh, their album Some Nights, which, you know, had their smash hit We Are Young, Some Nights, and Carry On. Right. Now, this is a absolute... This was coming out during, you know, the phase where indie pop was kind of starting to blow up with, like, Gautier's Somebody I Used to Know, uh, Foster the People's Pumped Up Kicks. You're yep. seeing these songs come up with massive, like, um, I don't know how to Mumford, say it. Mum, Mumford and Mumford Sons. And Sons. Uh, you're getting a bunch of these, like, indie pop artists becoming mainstream. And right. fun I, was I in that, that Yeah, they vein. just kind of, they kind of came up and just kind of said, hey, we're here. We're, we've been here for a long time, but you just kind of haven't really recognized us. But, hey, we put out pretty good music and we're here. Do you know that the most interesting thing about this album is that this was their last album release. They haven't released anything since this album came out. Which was uh, 2012? 2012. Okay. That's they released one song, and that was it. Really? So they haven't done anything? Anything since this album came out. Huh. I mean, Which is absolutely they nuts. Up, or if they just kind of... Yeah, I, I would mean, assume it's probably record issues. Well, or, they, I mean, they had, what, basically, they've only done two albums, 2009 and 2012. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. It is very interesting indeed. Well, here's what I got on this one, Matt. This was uh I love the harmony on some nights. Uh the We Are Young has the cameo of a very young woman, uh or Janelle Monet. Oh, and Janelle Monet is phenomenal. So good. She is phenomenal. And then Carry On is another cool tone. I mean the first, I mean, other than the intro, I mean, which was really weird to begin with. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think I could have done without the intro. I mean, I, I understand what they're trying to do, but the first they're three songs to be, are uh, artsy indie. Right. And the first three songs are, are wonderful. And then they kind of blend together. They're still good. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. They're not bad, but you're just, they're just there. But the first three are phenomenal. Yeah. It's, it's nuts how this band popped up dropped arguably two of the biggest songs of the year got won a grammy for best new artist and then, and then died. fell off again <laughs> like how do you win a grammy have that much skill produce a banger of an album and then disappear well you know here's what i was going to say i was going to see if there's anything on uh if, if they broke up or what happened to them so in 2012 uh, with some nights, da, da, da. oh, look at that worked on Kanye West, Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Did you know that? I did know that, yeah. So, the the producer of this album was Kanye West producer, also. Hmm, interesting, yeah. Yeah, they haven't said anything else beside that. They're just saying, yeah, they're out there. It doesn't say they broke up. It's interesting that they just haven't done anything. The lead yeah. singer apparently went solo for a little bit. Or he has a solo career, Nate Ruiz. They are on hiatus as of 2015. Huh. So according to Wikipedia, they are on hiatus. They haven't quite broke up yet. That means they're not doing anything together. I heard it. There was a song on one of the new albums I listened to that had him. Had one of the band members? Yeah. Yeah, I bet... So I bet Yo, you. I got it. I found one. Okay. The, literally three weeks ago, he was released on an album with uh, Young Thug. <laughs> was that Nate Roos? Yeah. 
All right. Interesting. Because I it recognize like that they're name. They're kind of doing their own thing right now. I guess so, which is, I mean, good for them, but it, it's just weird how they made this nuts of an album and then like, nah, we're good. It says on February 4th, 2015, the band announced on its Facebook page that their official website, that they are not splitting up, but are taking some time off to pursue other projects. Interesting. So it's not Nate, an official Nate is, well, It says Nate is working on a first solo album. Andrew is scoring films and Jack is on tour and working on Bleacher's music, which I think you know about Bleacher's music. I don't know much about Bleacher's music. I don't know about Bleacher's music. Well, let's find out about Bleacher's. Oh, Be- okay. Bleacher's music is an American indie pop act. Well, it must be another band. The American indie pop act based in New York City. It's official stage name of songwriter and recorder Jack Antonoff, who is also part of the band Steel Train, Fun, Red, Red Hearse. Bleacher's pop music is heavily influenced by late 80s, early 90s, and uh, the high school based of based films of John Hughes, which is Breakfast Club and Pretty in Pink. And, yeah. Yeah. 16 Candles. Yep. Well, I, I hate to say it. I just went on to Bleacher's uh, Spotify page. Yeah, I know them. <laughs> Do you? Yeah, I've heard the first song, Roller Coaster. Okay. So the funny thing, okay, so. Um, so that I know their second is, song too. So that is Jack, that's Jack Antonoff. He's the vocals, lead guitar, drums, percussion, piano. But and they and they don't have any past members, which is really kind of weird. It is very weird. So it's all three of the original guys. I mean, they've had touring musicians with them. Yeah, but nobody's ever been in and out of the band. Oh, so Bleachers Bleachers is sitting at roughly three million monthly listeners. Well, and and Fun has three point four. Uh, seven point seven. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Seven point seven, but they got three point four followers. Three point four million followers. Yeah. Which is it's interesting because it's Mexico City, then Chicago, then L.A., then mm-hmm. Sydney, and Brisbane, then Australia, and then Brisbane, Australia. Are they Australian based? Are they no? They're from New York no. City. Yeah, they're they're American. Well, New Yorkers. <laughs> That's yeah. I mean. It's just nuts to see that fun still has 7.7 million monthly listeners and they haven't released anything since 2012. Well, I, I, I said, Matt, the rest of the album was good. So I said, one of your better choices have you ever given me? I mean, other than, well. Avid Brothers, yeah, always a classic. And, you know, always I still, I still gave you, I still gave you a six. You know what? It's above average, so I'll take it. Yep, it is. It wasn't bad. I didn't mind it. And then oh. we really, I mean, I knew the first three songs. Yeah. Or I should say the second to fourth song other than the intro, but I knew those and I'm like, oh, I know these guys. Yeah. And then the rest of it was, yeah. I mean, they, it got a little bit kind of weird in the middle and toward the end, but it was still okay. Yeah. I, I didn't mind it. It was not something I wasn't going to turn off. So. Interesting. I'll take it. Okay, fine. All right. Let's get into some new releases, shall we? Yeah, sure. We got lots of them. You got six and I got eight. Yeah. So that's going to carry us. You the... go first. Woohoo! I get to go first. Yay. Yeah, because you actually did more than me this time. Ha <laughs> ha. All right, we're going to play some of these because some of these are, I actually, of the eight, I, I think I only gave, um, let's see, what was the worst one? I think the worst was a five out of my eight. Wow. Of, I had some really cool, interesting, um, interesting releases this week. Three wow. releases were from lead guitarists of other bands doing solo projects. 
Okay. So, I mean, I was kind of interesting. So we're going to start off with the first one. Yep. And it'd be Mr. Tom Morello. Oh, from Rage. From Rage. So he put out a solo album. Now catch some of these cameos that are on this album, by the way. Yep. I'm going to start listening. listening oh, wow. Right? Yep. Bruce, Bruce Springsteen. Yep. Eddie Vedder from Pearl Jam. Yep. The band Bring Me Other Horizon. Fantastic. Chris Stapleton. Yep. Mike Posner, who is from Dream Theater, which I also did their Dream Theater release this week, so we'll talk uh, about them later. You're Damian wrong. Marley, wrong, which is, wrong Mike Posner, I believe. Huh? Wrong Mike Posner, I believe. No, it's not. Oh, post maybe. Anyway, doesn't matter. Who's Mike, Mike Posner? Posner did, uh, I took a pill at Ibiza. Oh, shit. Okay, Mike, I took a pin in a bee. Oh, yeah. It's a BGI was cool. Well, okay, well, and it doesn't matter. Yep. It was still good. So you, you got Damian Marley. Yep. So I'm guessing he's related to Bob or, or I'm guessing uh, it is Bob Marley's son, I believe. There we go. Yep. I figured that it might is. happen. And then there's a couple other ones that are on here that I don't know of. Uh, grandson is fantastic. Phantogram. I don't know who Phantogram is. No, grandson. I know, but oh. Then there's photo hype. There's Phantogram. Um, there's Dennis. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, Lizzie. try and pronounce that. Yeah. Good luck. But anyway, L Y X Z E N. How the hell do you pronounce that? I have no idea. Lixen, Lixen, probably L I instead of the Y. Lixen, Lixen, Lixen. Interesting. I don't know. I don't know where he's from. Refused of refused, and then I guess the band refused. But anyway. Lots of lots. This is big names. So the song that Bruce Springsteen and Eddie Vedder were on is a ACDC release of Highway to Hell. (laughs) (laughs) That's an interesting because you get Tom Morello from Rage, Bruce Springsteen, and Eddie Vedder. Yep, that is a Highway to Hell combo. Yeah, and they alternate. They alternate verses. That's got to be cool. It is a diff- a little bit different. I'll give you that. It is it's, cool, but you're not expecting that on Highway to Hell. <laughs> I would assume not. Now, I have to tell you that the first song, this Harlem Hellfighter, yeah, was one hell of an introduction song on an album that I have heard in a very, very long time. Okay. So I want to play it. I don't know how much we're going to get of it. It's only a minute 59 long, but... Yeah. I will tell you that this is kind of, you can hear old rage and you can hear some of his modern influences on this. Uh, trust me, you'll hear it. Hang on. So we're going to play Harlem Hellfighter. That's nuts. That's crazy shit. <laughs> That's crazy. The whole song's like that. I am, I am like, oh my, I got to listen to more. <laughs> that is nuts. That sounds really uh, cool. So this song, this is, I mean, it's got, the music's all over the genre here with, with Stapleton in there. You get some country, you get some EDM sounds kind of like off of that one. You're going to get some EDM toward the end. Also, you're going to get a little bit of rock. You've got a ton of genres coming in on this it's just cool it just it's just it's worth a listen uh i gave it a six and a half out of ten 
it's definitely worth at least one listen. You might huh. pick a couple tracks on it that you like. I think the Highway to Hell is interesting. I don't know if I quite like it, but I, I'm, I'm surprised that that's the song that they chose to do that with those two guys. Uh, the Chris Stapleton song is pretty cool, The War Inside. You know, typical Morello's fashion, um, really hitting some of the um, uh, common or um, uh, political trends. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I know that the other guy, uh, Zach, the, the lead singer, Zach, I can't remember his last name, but he's more of the, uh, the influential political person, but yep. Morello's kind of fallen in his line a little bit here. So, but other than that, it's a really cool album, lots of cool features. I mean, obviously he's got to have somebody sing on him because Morello doesn't sing. He just plays guitar. So <laughs> anyway, so that was my first guitar guy of the week. Not too bad. No, kind of cool. All right. I will go here. Um, so this was an interesting one. This is an album that I've heard before, but it finally got released onto Spotify and other streaming services because it wasn't released everywhere. And this is the uh, late, great Mac Miller with his 2014 mixtape Faces that has now come out on two streaming services with a couple of different versions as well. Because, um, you know, Diablo, when you're listening to it, it's not the same as the Diablo originally released. And there's a bonus track at the end, but this is this is Mac Miller being Mac Miller. Um, I wow, I don't twenty five songs an hour thirty one. Holy shit! Oh yeah, this is this is when Mac Miller started to get experimental and crazy, and like try and do more fun things. He produced this album himself, so all most of the beats that you hear on this was led by Mac Miller, aka Larry Lovestein, producing his work. Um, <laughs> And so you have Mac here just absolutely just going off, having Mac fun, crazy, obscure, weird things that he's just enjoying and loving making music. And you can hear it in his voice here. Um, but this mean, is before he died then, right? This was released in 2014 originally. So that so was four years. What did they do? It was, they released it onto streaming services. It was never on them. It was never on an album? It was never on streaming services anywhere. It was on like soundcloud and youtube as like people uploaded them but it was never actually released it was on vinyl and that was it really yep wow mac miller was very ahead of his time and with things like that and so that's very odd because you don't just see i mean back in the day you saw things that were released on vinyl or cassette or cd but even before cd that i mean even when they had cassettes they could duplicate cassettes but with vinyl you couldn't duplicate vinyl Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the one cool and the drawback about vinyl is you can't duplicate it. Um, I mean, there's um, I I know that there's been a couple uh, attempts to make a vinyl record recorder that is available for uh, private use or for the public, but not as a, you know, not a professional player, but as a regular one. Yep. But they um, and I know that they've gotten a a few um, uh, whatever those jumpstart or headstart or whatever those things kickstarts kickstart. Thank you. I knew I was going to get it sooner or later. I got you. I'm supporting. Yeah, you, know, you get old and things just don't come <laughs> as quickly as they used to. So. I'll support. No worries. Yeah. So Kickstarter. I mean, I know there's been a couple of Kickstarters out there for people trying to make them, but they just haven't done it yet. So and I don't even know how good it would be if you don't have the, the mold from the original. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, it's kind of interesting. Well, yeah. So this album, yeah, like you said, 25 songs, an hour 30. This is a long Technically, this was considered a mixtape. Well, so this is a very long mixtape. Um, Here We Go is a fantastic song. Uh, Friends with Schoolboy Q is great. 
You have other artists like Earl Sweatshirt on this album, Rick yeah, Ross, yeah. Vince Staples, Earl Sweatshirt again. You have a bunch of great artists featured on this mixtape. And it's something that, you know, I've heard it before. I've listened to it every once in a while. It's not something that I go to because, you know, it's experimental Mac. This is different. This is like watching movies with the sound off Mac <laughs> Miller. And that is, that is a very weird album. If you've ever listened to Mac Miller, watching movies with the sound off Macadelic and uh, circles or faces are all um, three years apart. And they're all obscure Mac. That's where he's getting experimental. Unfortunately, that was also his heaviest drug phase too. So you can see that that will play effect into it as well. Okay. Um, do you want to play the song Diablo? I think that's my favorite off this album sure. for sure. It's the rap Diablo. Macho when I drop flows. Bar gets raised up. It's me and Petey Pablo. Colder than gazpacho. Colder than the mono. Rapping head honcho. Rocking shows like I was Bono. I go play a couple keys on the piano. The industry a lie. All the promises were hollow. Ain't so bad. I like the beat. And that's all by him. So. Wow. This is this is a seven. Um. It being long, there are some tracks that fall in the, the cracks, but I don't mind it. And this is something I will continue to listen to again and again. So, and then the Morello one was 12 tracks, about 46 minutes or something like that. Yeah, not too bad. Okay, so my next one, another guitarist by the name of Santana puts out a new album. <laughs> Santana did. He put out another album. This guy is just on. Uh, drugs can't kill this guy. I don't know what, I, mean, nope. I don't think anything's going to kill him. No, I mean, this guy has been putting out albums. I'm going back to 1969. Woo! We are talking 52 years. That is nuts. That is nuts. And he doesn't sing on any of them. No, he just rips. (laughs) He just rips guitar. He just rips guitar. So this guy has got to be in his mid 70s by now. I should look that up. So he put out another one called Blessings and Miracles. Uh, 15 songs, 56 minutes, just under 57 minutes. Again, some cool uh, cameos on this. Mr. Stapleton makes another appearance. Really? On, on uh, Santana. People loving Chris Boy. Stapleton. Yep. Uh, move uh, with Rob Thomas again that he had. Was it smooth before? Now it's move. Huh. Smooth Santana smooth was Rob Thomas. Okay. Now they've got another one called move. Uh, they did a, uh, a Proko Harum song, uh, Whiter Shade of Pale by Mr. Steve Winwood on this one, who's starting to show his age a little bit. Um, <laughs> kind of sad. I was sad to hear it, but I was happy to see that Steve was still active. Uh, then they've got Allie Brooke. I believe she is an up and coming artist. Uh, then we got Diane Warren, G Easy. Oh, God. Uh, and the feature Siege Fire, which has got the most plays at 5.6 million already. That's because it's G-Easy. Right. Uh, Corey Glover. Corey Glover from uh, 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 Living Color. I think it's Living Color? Living Color. The band Living Color. Cult of yeah. Personality, Living Color? Yep. Yep. Okay. Corey Glover, lead singer. Uh, he's on Peace Power. We've got Mr. Kirk Hammett, the guitarist from Metallica. Oh. He's on a song called America for Sale. Uh, you've got, uh, is it uh, Avi Snow, AVI Snow? You know, I would Avi assume Avi Snow, but I don't know. I don't know. Um, so anyway, there's some kind of cool songs on here. Um, so, I mean, with all these, these it's uh, the proto, uh, the whiter shade of pale is pretty cool. I just like hearing 
uh, Steve Winwood saying uh, the, the all of these songs you you gotta love Santana's little Latin spin. I mean his guitar spin on his Latin guitar spin on all of these songs. I mean whether they're whether they're a cover or not. And I I gotta say that Corey Glover for age fifty six sounds phenomenal on this song. He Ooh. is really good. Anyway, so there's cool songs. I mean, I gave this one a six out of ten. Not bad. It's worth a listen. Uh, but I want to give a little. Uh, I'm going to play a little bit of the Steve Winwood Protocol Harlem a Whiter Shade of Pale. That's a pretty cool song. Sounds good. shade of pale featuring steve winwood and santana that is an interesting cover it is an interesting cover i had to go back and listen to the particle hollow version and i mean it's very <laughs> cool but then when when santana's guitar comes in after the organ playing yeah then you can hear the little latin twist in there and that's kind of cool i mm-hmm. mean so you put on santana's little twist of everything that he does and then that's how the whole album kind of is it's got it's got some upbeat songs. It's got a little spin. It's got the whiter shade of pale, which is kind of a, a mellow song. It's kind of a interesting, but yeah, it's definitely worth a listen. I mean, I'm surprised. I'm not a huge Santana fan, but not bad. Six all out right. of ten. That is fair enough. That's not too bad at all. Let's see. Here. No, kind of fun. We'll go with this one. Uh, Young Thugs album, Punk. Now this yeah. is uh, this is another long one here. Um, Twenty tracks, hour three. I just I kept picking long ones, but I mean, the features are nuts if you know rap in general. But you have J Cole, you have Gunna, you have Future, Juice World, ASAP Rocky and Post Malone, Gunna, Jeez. Travis Scott and Drake, Doja Cat, and Mac Miller. Wow. Yeah, you are. How did Mac Miller get on this one if he's been dead for what three years? Uh, just up to three years. Uh, I would assume that. The young thug just had this song and he just hasn't released it. Hmm. I don't know, but yeah, the the feature list on this album is impeccable, and Young Thug, being the artist that he is, is always you know he's there. It's I'm not too upset with it ever, but this album leaves you wanting more. Of the twenty songs, I liked five. Ooh, mm. yeah. Which uh, the ones that I liked was stressed with J Cole. I liked. Insure My Wrist with Gunna. I like Scoliosis with Lil Double O. Bubbly with Drake and Travis. And then Day Before with Mac and Young Thug, which it's just, they're there. They're songs that I'm not upset with. I mean, you have the ASAP Rocky Post Malone song, which isn't bad, but it's not what I want, I guess. But I mean, this is, it's still a a listenable album. And if you want to pick out and choose things, I thought you were like this biggest fan of that Doja Cat gal. Doja, what? I thought you were a good fan of Doja Cat. Who was, who was a big fan of Doja Cat? I don't know, but I like Doja Cat. I think she's fun and okay. She's, she's a little different, but I don't know if I would say a big fan. Okay. Of, That's not I that listen. other gal that you. No, like, it's Dua Lipa. 
no, that's not doing. There's another gal that's like, like on the top of your list and she's like 19 and I can't remember her name either. Night. She's 19 years old. Payday? Maybe payday. Yeah, that's it. Like the rap, the female rapper. Yeah. Yeah. Payday. Yeah. yeah. Was it called her bedroom rap or something like that? Uh, bedroom pop. And, bedroom pop. Sorry. Uh, yeah. So it's like payday or Claro artists like that, but no, Doja Cat is different. Okay. Okay. I'm just checking. I'm starting to get, see, I'm starting to get, Hey, there's your Nate Roos. Yeah. Is that the same guy? Yep. That's the lead singer of fun. Fun. He was on one of those songs. Yep. <laughs> cool. All right, so what do you want me to play? And what'd you give it? Uh, so this is a this is a four. I think it's Ooh. kind of subpar. Okay. Um, I mean, when you have twenty tracks, you're gonna lose so much. Yeah, in, I agree. In the meat and pudding of it, you know. Well, you wait till you hear about one of my albums that I had to listen to. <laughs> uh, but do you want to play? No. The song Bubbly with Drake and Travis. I can do that. My career about to blast like bubbly. I'm not waiting for her to say she love me. I can tell she fuck with me, man. Trust me. I got a 10-year-old mix to like fuzzy. 325 on the dashboard. Riding the Porsche rocking Tom Ford. I bought out Bernie's new Christian Dior. I took the jet to the New York store. She lit while I'm driving. I'm standing the floor. I took it out track. Now I'm riding this boy. Wow. Okay, that's interesting. That's a fun baseline, right? It is a fun baseline. Really deep. Uh-huh. Kind of fun. So you gave it a four. All right. I gave so, it a four. It's something I uh, probably will pick and choose and go from there. Well, then let's go to my last of my three guitar players that did solo albums this week. Do it. The, in the last three weeks, Mr. Jerry Cantrell of Alice in Chains. Really? He released another one. However, this one's different. He actually sings. He does not oh, have, gosh. he does not bring in other people. He sings. He is the uh, lead guitarist and background vocals for Alice in Chains. And this is his third solo album, by the way. Hmm. I believe third or four. Well, technically, he did a part one and part two in two thousand two, but we'll call it we'll call it third. That but he hasn't works. done any. He hasn't done a solo album since two thousand two. That's yeah. So it's this been is a almost nineteen years since he did a solo album. And and I gotta tell you, uh, it, it's got a very strong Alice in Chains feel to it. It's got a strong Alice in Chains sound to it. Mm -hmm. It is not terribly long. It's nine songs and 41, just under 41 minutes. That's not bad. No. Um, I think it's a great solo album. I think it's his best of, so far. Mm -hmm. uh, I would call it the, the, the last song on the album is Goodbye, a cover from uh, Elton John's Goodbye. Okay. And I would call it Creepy But Good. Well, I mean, that's Alice in Chains in a nutshell. <laughs> right. Um, it's <laughs> Alice a really, is creepy, it was a really but creepy but good cover of the Elton John's Goodbye, which I guess I read a little bit that uh, Jerry actually called Elton John to make sure he was okay with him putting it on the album. Really? And Elton said, yep, you got to put it on an album. So, <laughs> Elton's so like, that's yeah, what you he, gotta. So Elton John told Jerry he's got to put it on an album. So he did. Um. The, fir the first the lead song the lead song atone mm -hmm. oh, phenomenal excellent yeah. excellent song um i don't think there's a really bad song on this album mm -hmm. i actually gave this one a seven. Oh wow um yeah this was one of my favorite ones of the week um hmm. so i'm gonna play a little bit of a tone the leads lead track off of the album brighton by jerry cantrell
can hear the Alice in Chains in that one big time. Yes, you can. Holy cow. Yeah, the rest of the album's pretty damn good. Huh. So that would be one if you're an Alice in Chains fan, grunge fan, you pick this one up. Fair enough. All right, I have my next album is by an artist named Puya. 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 Uh, with the album Blood Was Never Thick As Water. Uh, I don't know why there's Blood Was Never As Thick As Water, which would make more sense grammatically, but it's <laughs> Blood Was Never Thick As Water. Okay, fine, Puya. You be you. Um, right. You got to spell Puya for me. P O U Y A. <laughs> Puya. Puya. Uh, so there's a couple, there's two features on here Lou Baby and Denzel Curry, which the Denzel Curry song is fantastic. Wig Split. It is, it is fun. Um, I mean, I've seen Puya live twice before, so like I like Puya, but this album was just there. I don't think that there was enough to get me excited to finish the album. Really? It was, it was unfortunate. Like, Oh, that's not good. I like Puya. I like some of the songs. Right. After about track seven, I kind of checked out, which is, it's tough. And yeah, because this is 11 tracks. It's just under 36 35 minutes. 35 minutes. Yeah. Yep. And it's just like, after that, I just kind of checked out and I was like, huh, it's just unfortunate because like, I like Puya, but nope. Uh, oh. Wig Spit and Out of the Mud, I think are the best ones. Um, wow. This is a three out of 10. It's unfortunate, but oh geez. Yeah. Do you want to play wig split though? Yep, we can do that. I love that song. got a good vibe yeah it's wow. a good song it's just i wish the rest of the album was like that just wasn't it's got a little eminem in it too it's kind of weird yeah dude's from south florida he's a little bit he's a squatty right scrawny white rapper so i can see that all right i can see that all right cool and when you get to all the right. denzel part it's just as fun well let's get rid of this ep that was probably the worst one of my week oh, wow. well it actually tied for worst but okay uh the darkness put out an ep this week called motor heart although there's some of them that are calling it it's love comma jim okay it's one of the tracks but so is motor heart so i'm not quite sure what the name of this thing is at because according to spotify it's uh it's love jim and according to the new album release it's motor heart but it's an ep it's four tracks huh and if you're not familiar with the darkness um they are a very interesting band uh, kind of came out um, mid early to mid teens. Uh, yeah. The song that they put out is, I believe, in a thing called Love, which has gotten 158 million plays. Okay, so, so it's that not it's, shy. No. Um, so, well, maybe they were earlier than that. Um, they actually have been putting out albums since 2003, but I'm trying to find which album was the believe this thing called love so that was well that was their 2003 album holy shit i'm getting old okay um, mid to 2010s yeah i i i was they were kind of a weird band then and they're still a weird band now um i just i this lead singer is 
very he's got very a weird good. voice oh my god it's like he can go from normal to falsetto and it's not a good falsetto it's no, bad. It i he, do know he this does song. it again on this and he's trying and he's just ugh. It, I, it was bad. It was bad then. It's bad now. I know the song. I believe in a thing called love. Yeah, let's let's play a little bit of that. We'll give him an idea. Okay. I will find. I'll forward it into the track. <laughs> So yeah, the guy's voice is just crazy. It's stupid. Um, I, I think the title track "It's Love," comma Jim is the best of the bunch. Like I said, this this guy's voice. I'm going to give it a an average five out of ten, just because it's just junk. Well, fair enough. So I don't know if you want to play a little bit of "It's Love," Jim. When we put this thing together, um, I can try it again here. Yeah, let's well, try it here, and then we'll let's yep. try it again here. I I just got it back up and running. So we'll give it a shot here and see if we can get it to play. If he used that voice for the whole thing, I think it'd be great. The band really sounds great. If mm-hmm. you took the voices out of this, the band is killer. Yeah, I'll tell you, the, the guys behind them are killer artists. They're great. It sounds good. It's uh, it's great. And and all the songs are really good until you get to his voice. And then I'm just like, <laughs> I'm off. You're not. So, goodbye. Anyway. All right. So that's the darkness. You call it what you want. Uh, according to uh, Spotify, it's called It's Love, Jim. According to other places, it's called Motor Heart. So I don't know which way you're going to find it. Fair Look enough. up the darkness. You'll find it. Do you want to go again here? Because you got one extra more than me. I can. Yeah, not a problem. Got um, here. Yeah, let's go with with my most interesting one. Of, well, I shouldn't say that. I have two very interesting ones. Okay. Uh, not that not that three guitar solo or guitars, uh, lead guitars putting out an album wasn't weird enough. This is a band that I discovered. I've heard a lot about them. We, I actually reviewed one of their albums last year, and they put out another one this year, and the band is Mastodon. And I, I think I'm, I'm finally convinced that I've got to do a little bit more listening to this band. Okay. Well, they put out a new, band, a new um, song called Hushed and Grim. Mm-hmm. Um, this one, <laughs> uh, wow, um, 15 songs, an hour 26. Um, I mean, I did what they had the 20 in 2020, they released medium rarities. And I, I believe that I was fairly impressed with that album. And I'm going to stay on the track of, I'm still fairly impressed with this band. They've been around a long time. Um, it's a, another good album, very heavy riffs. Uh, tear drinker is one of the great songs. That's a little bit slower than the rest of the album. Okay. Uh, but it's a really good song. Uh, but you got to be in the mood for these. These are long songs. They're they're they're. It's a long album. Most of the songs are six minutes plus. Mm-hmm. So you got to be kind of in the zone. You got to be ready. Yep. You're not going to come out and be yeah. 
Well, we'll get to the next one, which is even interesting, more interesting. But again, you got 15 songs, an hour 26. I, I these guys were not. I, I'm guessing that during COVID, these guys were writing. So awesome, awesome album. I, I gave it I, I, a six and a half. But I think it's one of those albums that the more you listen to it, the more it'll grow on you. So yeah, I'm yeah. guessing that it's going to start going up the more I listen to it because even when reviewing it today was better than when I was listening to the other day. So we're going to play a little bit of Tear Drinker. Uh, track number seven from Hushed and Grim from Mastodon. Okay. not bad i didn't mind that it's a it is uh i'm gonna put them in a heavy prog rock category is what i'm gonna call them yeah i could see that i i just think they're maybe just a little bit too heavy to be a prog rock now that song is probably the mellowest of the songs on the album okay it's a little heavier than that so uh but really kind of cool i think i need to start looking some more of this mastodon and i think uh there was a there was a guy on uh, uh that metal that metal show um uh jim what's the other guy jim florine florentine jim okay. florentine he was always a mastodon uh pusher of of anything that they ever released while that show was going on so you know he's he does have uh some of the critics underneath them that love that band so it might be something you might want to pick up if you're looking for something new something heavy pick up the band mastodon and check out some of their albums I was going to go back to see how many albums they have. I'm guessing they've got a few. I would assume it's more. They than go one. back to all the way from 2002. 2002, 4, 6, 6, 9, 11, 11, 11, 13, 14, 14, 17, 20, and 21. They got a good amount. Yeah. So they, they might. Now there's a couple live albums in there. but uh, And there's a couple remixes or some deluxe albums. But for the most part, they've got a, a very good selection to choose from. I've looked at the last two already. I'm going to go back now. I'm going to do Emperor of the Sand in 17. I think I'm just going to work my ways backwards. Fair enough. All right. What do you got next? Oh, I, yeah. Six and a half out of 10 on that one. Uh, I have another thing like Mac Miller's where it's an early mixtape finally being released onto streaming services. So this is ASAP Rocky with his 2011 mixtape, Live Love ASAP. Um, oh. Yeah. So this is 10 years ago. Um. But you have ASAP Rocky, who's now in his prime, I would say, with his music pulling 20 million monthly listeners. Um, well, this one's not so long. This was 15 and just over 49 minutes. Yeah, so it's not too bad. This was the first time I ever heard ASAP Rocky with the song Peso, which is still one of my favorite ASAP Rocky songs. But even, even in 2011, you got uh, Schoolboy Q. You got uh, two of his other ASAP brethren in Nat and 12. You have uh, Fat Tony, like there is some names still on here that are not like they're still uh, that are still producing music or still in their they're, music. Exactly, they're they're the New York underground scene because this ASAP Rocky is what I think it's Harlem to a T, 
I think he's Harlem or Brooklyn. I can't remember which one. Okay, so he's he's a New York boy. Oh yeah. All right. Uh, All right. But it is fun. Uh, Harlem, got it. But ASAP Rocky is fantastic. I think his music skills are great, and this just shows where he started compared to where he is now. So I mean, this right. is this is a little bit more rough around the edges. This is not. So this is kind of a more of a. This is his early, first early. ever project. Oh, really? Okay. All right. So, so you're getting things that are going to be a little rough. And this album, you know, even though it is 15 tracks, it doesn't flow as well as his newer stuff. But I mean, you still have songs like Peso, uh, Brand New Guy, uh, Keep It G, Houston Old Head, and Demons that are all fantastic songs that stand out by a long shot. Um, right. now so this, what am I playing off of this one? Oh, the, you're going to have to play Peso. I mean, that's just, it's so good. It's so fun. So what'd you give this one? What'd you uh, give this, this is a solid six out of 10. I think this is great to see where ASAP came from, but I mean, he's made better albums and it, you can see the arc going from there, but this so is basically just, you can hear him the, where he came from to where he is now. And exactly. Kind of put the, put the two together and kind of mm-hmm. figure out where he's coming from. All right. Hang on. Peso. Peso. Okay, there you go. Well, and, so. and, the, and the interesting thing about it is that song came out 10 years ago. It could still be released today and still get as much traction as it did 10 years ago, hmm. which is really interesting to my thoughts because the beat is fantastic. His flow on the beat is fun. Um, his lyrics and play in the second quarter or the second verse is fantastically fun where he mm-hmm. literally raps from A to G just saying uh, just, you know, fitting in letters here and there, but it's impressive. Uh, this is a fun ASAP Rocky album and song. So, hmm. Cool. All right. So the next one I got is from a band by the name of Fuel. Fuel, you might fuel. So Fuel hit the hit the ground running in I think eighty nine. Okay, so this is a little bit older. But they really didn't release their debut album until ninety seven. So they're based. They they started in Tennessee. So this was their first new album in eight years. It's been a while. So they have had. They've had songs like Hemorrhage in 2000 and Shimmer off of their debut album, which was uh, 97. They're their top two songs that they've got on Spotify. So this mm-hmm. is uh, Falls on Me is not too bad either. And that one came off a of natural selected in 2003. Um, but they really haven't done anything since 2013, which was Puppet Strings. So this is... Uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five. This is their sixth studio album. Okay. I mean, so they don't produce albums very often. Um, it's 11 songs, 36 minutes. I thought it was pretty good. Okay. I didn't think it's great. I don't think there's one song that really stands out as like Fuel, uh, Hemorrhage, or uh, Shimmer. <laughs> However, um, Hard and Landslide are a couple of the songs that are kind of cool um but you know it it was okay i you know i i like i i like the song hemorrhage i love the song shimmer 
Um, so when I saw this band was on the list, I'm like, okay, all right, all right. I'm going to give these guys another try. It's not bad. Not bad. I, I, I think this was probably about average for them. They put out a decent album all the time. They just don't put out great albums. They might get one or two decent songs and that's about it. So I think this, I, I don't think they've changed a whole lot. It's a pretty short album, 11 songs in 36 minutes. So it's, it's pretty good. So I'm going to play the song hard, which is the debut uh, is a, is a title track, or I should say the, the first track of anomaly from fuel. I give it a five and a half out of 10, by the way. Fair enough. But yeah, it's, it's all right. It ain't bad. It's not, it, it, it's not something I turn off, but it's not something I got to say, oh, I got to play for that again. I think, I think it's okay. It's a decent album. It works. It's functional. Yep. All right. What do you got next? All right. I got uh, an experimental rap album from the artist JPEG Mafia with the album named LP. Uh, you have to say it like <laughs> that because there's an exclamation point at the end. Uh, <laughs> But he's had he had EP and EP LP. two. <laughs> he's very very unique with his names because he's had uh, you know EP come out, which is literally just mm-hmm. EP, and then EP two, which is you know. And EP now we got LP exclamation mark. And now we got LP. So you know, mark. this is a, a limited pressing, I guess you could call it, or just an album in general. Um, Eighteen songs, forty two minutes and two seconds. Yeah, and you get experimental here, which is fantastic. Uh, I love this. I love JPEG Mafia so much, and I think this is so fun to listen to. Uh, I think Nemo is great. What kind of rapping is this? Are you happy? Rebound. Some Denzel Curry again. Didn't he just show up in one of the other ones? Yeah, I talked about him in the uh, Puya one. There you go. All right. Sick, Nervous, and Broke. Those are all fun songs. But I, I really like this song, Nemo, if you want to play that one. I gave this a 6 out of 10. It's fun it's arguably whimsical at times which i don't mind because it's just him having fun with it but you could hear a lot of the influences from uh an artist like mf doom just oh. really interesting i was gonna make a joke it's like where's nemo oh that's right it's track number three yeah it's track number three you got it <laughs> you think you know me Downtown shotty put gas out. Only set niggas up, I don't back down. Black M throwing around with that K out. Every time I look down, I'm clean. Yeah, got it on me. Big gap. Bill bonds and a wrist slap. I see niggas try to doge on this new tech. Fucking your bitch like I'm back for no good. Fucking your bitch like I'm going on a tour. What the hell? Is your your face shit. What the face during the whole thing? Oh my god. I'm like going, what are we listening to? It's very experimental. I, uh, I didn't I lie about probably that. probably do better than that. I <laughs> suck. Oh, my God. That was terrible. I, I <laughs> well, love whatever. it. Well, whatever. I love it. I think shit, it's, go for it. <laughs> I think it's weird. I think it's fun. Um, that's just one of the songs I actually enjoy off the album. If you love experimental rap, go check this out, because JPEG Peggy never upsets me, ever, with his music releases. It's so fun. 
All right. I'm going to move on to, I got, we got two left. I got two left. How many you got left? One or one. Two? All right. So I'm going to save my best for last. I think. Um, oh, I didn't do that, but okay. I, I don't know. <laughs> go ahead. I, I have go. a lot more to say about the last one. So, okay, go. So we're, we're going to go with Duran Duran. Put out an album. What? I know. Isn't that weird? Huh? They've been around. Duran Duran called Future Past. <laughs> I, okay. I, mean, I mean, they've been around since the early 80s. Um, I think 82 was their first album. I'm going to double check that right now. Uh, so they've been around for 40 years. Let's see. Uh, I'm sorry, 81. So we are at 40 years. So this Holy is their cow. 40 years. Simon LeBond's voice. It's not my, it hasn't lost a whole lot, I'll tell you. Um, it sounds a lot like the band of old. So if you like old, early Duran Duran, this might be something you might like. Really? Um, I would call them the 80s pop masters. Yeah, um, that's, I think that's a fair assumption to call them that. Well, you know, they put out the, their, 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 their self-titled Duran Duran album, 81. Uh, Rio was 82. Uh, Seven and the Ragged Tighter was 83. They did Arena in 84. They did Notorious in 86. I mean, there's those first five albums pretty much are great. Now, here's the real question. They start kind of with the big thing and Liberty, and then they started kind of doing some other crap. Duran Duran or Wham? Duran, well, Duran Duran. Well, do you, which one would you prefer? Oh, Duran Duran, easy. Wham, really? Yeah. You don't like Wham that much? No, I, I, George Michael's got a great voice. Don't get me wrong. I do like I do like George Michael. Um, however, I think Duran Duran overall is uh, better musically. Fair enough, I'll take it. Uh, Invisible, uh, which is I think the 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 lead track that the the title or the first track is a really good song. Um, I would call this kind of cheesy, but a different pace than other releases that I've had this week. So it's okay. kind of fun. Um, I just think they're stuck in the '80s. <laughs> Very I, I mean, sound to I it. mean, if you like Duran Duran, it's not going to disappoint you because it is Duran Duran. Yeah. Uh, but we've had 40 years of Duran Duran. I'm not quite sure we can. You want something new like, now? I don't know. I mean, it's the same old formula. It's just getting old. That's fair. I gave it a five. I mean, okay. it's okay. I mean, it's not something I'm going to run out and buy. I mean, I have all their other ones. I think I have the first five on vinyl, but I, I, I just, I'm not going to buy this one. So I'm going to play Invisible. It's a it's a really good track. Uh, this it's got 12 songs, 51 minutes, four seconds. So, Invisible. I mean, if, if you, yeah, you hear like, the 80s, you oh, God, hear yes. the 80s. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> I mean, oh I'm getting God. old, but that's so is that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's, oh, God, that brings me back. That is very prominent 80s sounding Duran Duran. Holy cow. I mean, when I was, what, 10 years old when the first album came out. So there you go. <laughs> All right. You go with your last one. And then I All right. Got my well, last I'm, one. I'm curious. Do you, do you know which one I picked? That's my last one. When looking you know, at the I, did, music I didn't list. look at them all, so I don't know. Okay, uh, Ed I Sheeran. Did. Oh, really? 
Ed Sheeran came out with a new album, uh, which is Equals. I thought equal. We, okay, all right. Uh, so, so this is my problem with Ed Sheeran, right? He makes very radio-friendly, catchy, pop-sounding songs. Oh, I guess we had to... Oh, I guess I've never realized that we had Multiplication, which was X. Yep. And we've had Divide. divide. We've yep. had Plus. Plus. Yep. Now we're on Equals. <laughs> yep. I don't know why he's gone through it, but... I don't know either. Now, now Ed Sheeran... Don't get me wrong. He's a great. We're gonna get minus, and he's gonna disappear. <laughs> probably. He's he's a great artist. Sorry. He oh, knows how to make a great pop hit. God damn, does it get boring after a while? So fourteen songs in forty-eight and a half minutes. It's just it's there. I mean, it's even long. one of it, one of the singles he released, "Bad Habits," six hundred twenty million plays already. That was released like a month ago oh at my most. God. And you have oh my Shivers, God. which is at 200 million. Oh my Ed God. Sheeran is so commercially successful that no matter what he releases, it will be popular. And that's, so that's we're, we're, I mean, he's truth. at 75 million monthly listeners. Where does that rank him? I think that ranks him number one. Number two. Really? He is number two in the world. Where the fuck do I find that shit? Uh, you oh, right there. Yeah, you scroll down a little bit. Okay. Number two in the world. Holy shit. Yeah. And so, like, it's Ed Sheeran. He's going to be popular with no matter what he puts out. But so who's number one? Do I want to even think about it? I think it's Swift. Drake. I think it's Drake. Oh, God. No, it's not Drake. Drake's eight. Who the fuck is it? I think. Hold on. I'm looking up T Swift. It's not T Swift because I know so? who it is. Oh, yeah. It's not her. Take a guess. It's not Kanye. No, it's not Kanye. Thank God. Uh, another pop artist who was uh, famous as a kid. Oh, good lord! Bieber. Bieber. Oh, nope. for God's sakes! Serious? Which again, very similar pattern. Anything he puts out will always be commercially successful. Bieber this, is number one. Bieber's number one with eighty-three million monthly listeners. Oh, for God's sakes! But Ed Sheeran. There oh, are songs that aren't sick. bad. I like the song "Tides." I like the song First Time. I like the song Two Step. I don't care for Bad Habits because I've heard it already enough and it's already annoying. I don't <laughs> I don't care for Shivers because that's the same thing. I already he heard is it a enough. Commercially annoying. successful, annoying person because of how good his music was in the beginning. Well, there you go. And now that's all you can hear is just commercially successful garbage that he turns out. Which is unfortunate because like the shape of you, the same thing. You ever it's it's everything like that, but the interesting thing about this album is that you always have one super slow song that people will use as their wedding first dance. Oh no, he's got one on here. Every single album of his, every oh. single one. I don't know why. I don't know what the reasoning is. It's always one. So which one is it? What song is it? Oh, I can't remember off listening to it. Oh. <laughs> It wasn't that good then. No. Uh, hold on. Love in slow motion. Stop the rain. It's love in slow motion. Oh my god, I picked it. <laughs> <laughs> I I went. I played stop the rain first, and then I played love in slow motion. It was love in slow motion. So those, I knew it was one of those two. I couldn't remember which one. <laughs> but it's bad. I mean, it's this is oh. just a classic average Ed Sheeran album. That's a, a solid four out of ten. You're gonna yep. find some songs that are gonna be commercially successful. 
You're gonna find some songs that are gonna be indie successful, and I just don't care to listen to most of this album again. Okay, so what do, do you want to play? play? No. First times. <laughs> First times, I can do that. I like that song. I thought it feel different playing Wembley. Eighty thousand singing with me is what I've been chasing. Cause this is the dream. When it was all over, I cleared out the room, grabbed a couple beers, just me and you. First times by Ed Sheeran. You know, it's a slow song that actually gives you emotion, which I don't mind. Uh, that's Doesn't right. feel fake and forced. You know, that's not a bad thing either. No, and that's why I like it. All right. All right. So what do you got? Give it a one? four. So my our, my last album of the week is Dream Theater. What? A view from the top of the world. Dream Theater least. <laughs> you know, you know, okay. So I I loved Dream Theater's first album, which was Images and Words. And I believe that was 92. Yep. Again, another band that's been around for a long time. They've been around 30 years. Now they've gone through a few changes. There are two of the three remaining members still in the band. Uh, the one was Mr. Mike Portnoy, not Port or whatever name of the other guy. Anyway, yeah. Portnoy, which is made our top drummers list, I believe. I think um, yours. Well, it could have been, but he's. I don't know if he you made mine. I think he's on Rolling Stones top 100. And I believe that the lead guitarist, John Petrucci, is on the top 100 guitar players. So this band is known for their long songs. Okay. And this one doesn't disappoint again. Oh, I see that. Okay. It's seven songs, an hour 10. <laughs> the last song is 20 minutes and 23 seconds long. Fair enough. It is an entire side of, a, of an album. Of an EP or an LP, it will be the entire side, which is also the title track of "You from the Top of the World." Uh, the Alien, which is the lead track on there, is really good. I think all of these songs are really good. So let me just kind of go back here. Okay. So Dream Theater's first release is "Images and Words," which was '92. The eight-plus-minute masterpiece, which is "Pull Me Under," came from that album. So we got 30 years later, later and now they've released this one. We still have two of the members. Two of the members are still there, which is in Petruzzi and my young, which is the bass player. Portnoy mm -hmm. is gone. He left in 2010. Um, I would say that these guys are the masters of the heavier side of prog rock. So we're going to put these guys in the same category. Like Mastodon? Mastodon. Okay. But I think they're more like a rush. They're more like a yes they will be a little bit heavier than both of those guys. Okay. Um, so just to give you guys an idea, seven songs, an hour, 10. Here are the length of the songs. Nine minutes and 30 seconds. Seven minutes, 35. Six minutes, 30. 10 minutes, four. Six minute, 24. Nine minute, 47. And the last one is 20 minute, 23 seconds. Oh, that's just a slight, you know, length. <laughs> seven songs over an hour long. Nuts. So... I, and it, and this is what Dream Theater does. They're averaging uh, 10 minutes a song. 10 minutes a song, yeah. <laughs> and that's crazy. Yeah, that's not that's normal. Crazy. That is not normal. 
I will say that this is probably one of the better albums since Portnoy left. Really? You like it? It's probably three. I actually like this album. Um, I gave it a strong seven. I could have gone a seven and a half, but it is by far my favorite of the week. Okay. Um, b- uh, barely etching out Mastodon and uh, uh, Morello's album, which was pretty good. Santana's was, I mean, like I said, I had really good, strong albums this week. I didn't really have, I mean, other than Duran Duran was kind of a stinker and the darkness was just kind of there because I, I don't know why. <laughs> I don't really care for him. But I did like the Cantrell album. And I really like this album. I think those were my two favorites of the week. Hmm. Uh, I, I would lean toward Cantrell because I know more Alice in Chains than I know Dream Theater. But I love the song Pull Me Under. And I would put that on my top 50 list. Uh, that really? Song. So we got to hear two songs, at least two bands this week, of two of my top 50 songs with Pull Me Under and Through Glass by Stone Sour. Wow. Cool. Do you want to play some off this album? I do. Let's play a little bit of The Alien. That's pretty cool. That's the the lead track, track number one, The Alien, Dream Theater. hear a lot of the time signature changes there yeah that's, that's interesting it is and they are known for that hmm. uh, i think the guys that we did what a couple three weeks ago they they were mentioning a lot about time yeah. signatures. and if you don't know much about time signatures it's just the, the number of beats per per uh uh what is it um per stance or whatever stance yeah whatever they want to call it but so you know if you if you look up time signatures you can see some of the bands that's really play a lot with time signatures and dream theater is going to be probably one of those bands that does a lot of time signature, changes. which is a, which is a progressive thing to do. So very much so. So it, it, but the whole album is like that. It is a heavy in your face constant. It's not boring. Um, again, you got to be in the right mood for this type of type of stuff because it's not mm-hmm. something that you're going to just kind of put on the back. You've got to be engaged. You've got to be listening. You've got to be in the zone to listen to this thing interesting but it's a good album well cool yeah we got a lot and we went way we, over yeah we went over like a little 15 now that's what happens when you don't do something. one in three weeks and we have like tons of albums yeah and we just we just focus on the albums that came out and i mean if you look at my list here uh jeffrey on the video this is all the songs that we had in the uh <laughs> wow. in the episode so we did a it'll, lot. Be a, it'll be a little bit of editing on my part but that's not too bad that's all right take your time uh, that's exactly but it should be a lot of fun, and I am. I'm well, very happy. With really this. cool. I mean, like I said, this was one of my better weeks for new artists, and I had a lot, mm-hmm. or at least for new songs. And so I, I'm. It's better than some of the other ones I've done because some of them, I, I mean, I've been kind of shafted <laughs> uh, lately. So Just I'm say the least. Happy, I was kind of happy to have a good week. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. All right, wrap this sucker up, bud. You. All right. Well, that's all we have on this episode of Pause Music. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Pause Music Podcast. Find us on Facebook as well by searching Pause the Music Podcast. Uh, well, I don't know if I have anything else to add. I don't think I do either. That was enough. Yeah, fair enough. All right, I'm Matt. I'm Jeff, and we're out of here. <laughs> See you guys. See ya. <laughs>